There we go. Hello, and welcome to the Middle East Forum speaker webinar series and podcast. I'm Stacey Roman, and I will be moderating this discussion today. We are pleased to have Inamar Marcus, Director of Palestinian Media Watch, join us to discuss labeling the Palestinian Authority a terrorist organization. When? Mr. Marcus will speak for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Itamar Marcus. Thank you very much, Stacy, and thank you to the Middle East Forum for inviting me. Okay, I'll share my screen. Okay, and thank you everyone for coming to, uh, to listen to this presentation. And this topic, is the Palestinian Authority a terror organization, is a critical topic. Um, the Palestinian Authority was founded after the Oslo Accords, which were signed in 1993. Uh, and that was supposed to be the end of Palestinian terror. Um, Israel had suffered for terror for many years from the PLO. Uh, and this was a thought that by recognizing the PLO, establishing a Palestinian Authority, that would be the end of terror. Instead, Israel got the opposite. We've had more than 2,000 people killed in terror since then, much of that directed or the majority of that, I would say, directed by the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and the question is, why is the Palestinian Authority literally, by all definitions, or, or should be by the definitions of terror organizations, be a terror organization? And if so, what, how will that impact? And what has happened? What has happened to Israel because Israel has not defined the Palestinian Authority as a terror organization all these years? Now, what I want to show you today is basically run through the following sections. First of all, the evidence will show that I will show you the Palestinian Authority is a terror organization. Not defining it as a terror organization has been tragic and has had tragic results. Uh, I would go beyond and say it's in fact one of the most successful, if not the most successful terror organization in, this, in history, the PA, PLO. Um, and a few other themes that we'll talk about uh, during this during this presentation, then we'll open up to questions. So first of all, the PA is a terror organization. Uh, why do I say that? Now, <clears throat> there are a couple of definitions of terrorism <clears throat> that I want to use. Uh, the FBI defines domestic terrorism as violent criminal acts to further ideological, political, religious, social goals, um, and other things. The UN Security Council resolution talked about terror being criminal acts against civilians. Uh, causing death, et cetera, to intimidate a population or compel a government or an organization to abstain from doing an act. Now, the difference between these, what I've marked here in the green and marked in the blue, is they both talk about criminal acts, both definitions. The, the first one in the blue talks about the source of the motivation. It might be political, religious, social. In other words, religious. A person might believe that he has a religious obligation to kill Israelis or to kill Jews. There's no specific goal to get other than the act of killing itself. That could be a religious ideological goal. And the, the Security Council talked more about the practical goal, intimidate a population to compel a government to abstain from an act or to do an act. For example, the Palestinian Authority threatens terror if Jews will be allowed to pray on the Temple Mount. So that's a very focused goal. So all of this is within the definition of terrorism. And what I want to do is put it all together into a composite terror organization definition. Those two 
definitions refer to terrorists. And I want to talk now about a terror organization is the organization that motivates people to act criminally causing death, either for ideological, political, religious reasons, or to achieve a particular goal. So it's not just the act of doing it, which makes a terrorist, but motivating people to do these acts or doing them themselves makes an organization a terror organization. And what I'm gonna show you is that the Palestinian Authority has perfected motivation, perfected motivation to such an extent that it successfully can turn even good people into terrorists. In the Palestinian Authority, 70 to 80% of the population or more uh, even supports terror attacks. Now, assuming that a large percentage of the population, the majority of the people are probably good people, how did the Palestinian Authority convince these people that terror attacks are a good thing, terror attacks are justified? And that's what the question is, how does the PA do it? And this is the first part. How does the PA motivate, which then turns it into a terror organization? Basically, there are two parts to the Palestinian Authority motivation. The first is to define Palestinians as victims. Victimhood makes a person feel they want revenge, they feel they have to defend themselves, they feel they have to defend their family. If you feel you're a victim, if you feel your people, your country is a victim, you will feel that it's righteous to go out and fight and kill those people who are making you a victim and making your family a victim and your people a victim. That's the first thing. The second part of Palestinian Authority motivation is honor and rewards, uh, and that is after the fact. In other words, victimhood promotes the terror, and once a terror attack happens, the terrorists are honored and they're rewarded, and this then completes the picture. So you're not left alone being an isolated terrorist going out and doing something, being motivated to, to kill, but you are then taken in by the Palestinian Authority. Now, I want to show you in specific details. When I tell you they're victims, I want to show you how the Palestinian Authority has literally perfected this victimhood ideology uh, by in so many ways. And this is constant messaging. I'm going to show you just a few examples of each category uh, because we don't have any time. But there are hundreds of examples literally in each of these categories. Now, the first thing is that Palestinians and in fact, the entire world are victim of the Jews. The Jews are a source of evil in the world. Israel is a Jewish state. Therefore, the Palestinians are victims of the Jews. I want to show you, this is a Fatah documentary. I'll show you just a few seconds of it. It's still on their Facebook page today. We just checked. Um, it's a, a documentary done by the information, basically the education division of Fatah, that's the party of Mahmoud Abbas. And it's telling people, and it's teaching Palestinians about the Jewish role in Europe and why Jews were hated. <laughs> يقيم القوم مخيماتهم وأماكن سكناهم جيتوهات ضيقة تبنى أعمدتها على الانفكاك عن البشر غرورا وشمئزازا من أغيار لا يرتقون إلى مكانتهم من أناس هم أفاع أبناء أفاع حسب رؤيتهم هناك تحاك كل مؤامرات الاستغلال المادي والبشري للغير ويكره سكان الأرض جيتوهات القوم ومخازن تصدير الحقد والاستغلال Jews were hated in Europe. There was anti-Semitism in Europe because of Jewish behavior. The ghettos were not a place where non-Jews put the Jews because they didn't like to have Jews around. It was a place where the Jews hid amongst themselves in order to plot and scheme, in order to literally subjugate humanity. And this is what they say in the continuation of this documentary. The Jewish tribe led the project to enslave humanity. The Jews allied with the Nazis to accumulate wealth. Uh, 
Jews were hated because of their racism and filthy behavior. We brought hatred on ourselves. The Jews are a problem. Um, a Palestinian, the most important religious figure in the PA went even farther than this. He spoke on TV and he said that Jews from a religious perspective, the first documentary was from a social perspective. He says from a religious perspective, the Jews are connected with Satan. Satan brings all the evil in the world and therefore the Jews are the source of evil in the world. I'll just show you the end of his, of his talk here uh, where he makes this very, very clear. هو صراع بين حقيقتين حقيقة الخير وحقيقة الشر بين مشروعين مشروع الرحمن ومشروع The Palestinians are Allah's project and the Jews Israel is Satan's project because we're a Jewish state so we have it coming from the secular Fatah ideology from the religious ideology this is all PA the Jews are the source of trouble and problems for the entire world therefore the Palestinians are victims of Jews now Palestinians are victims of Israel here I want to show you how they do this. There's a video that just started playing now on Palestinian TV, March 11th, very new. Look at the message Palestinians are telling their people about what Israel is doing to Palestinians. just a filler to, that they started running between programs on March 11th of this year, uh, just a short while ago. Israel is targeting children. That's the message here. And Israel is destroying the Al-Aqsa Mosque. All of these messages coming through. It's not just theory. They also do this in practice. When Palestinian terrorists are killed in the act of terror, they say that Israel fabricated the terror attack and it actually was a murder by Israel. Here's a perfect example. This is the official Palestinian Authority newspaper describing this incident. What actually happened was this Palestinian 17-year-old stabbed an Israeli. He was then shot and killed. The Palestinian Authority only published this picture, and this is what they wrote. A 17-year-old was shot by the occupation forces and died as a martyr after a stabbing operation by extremist Israelis. Israelis are the ones who said to do the attack. So Palestinians are being attacked and are victims of Israelis. Here's Mahmoud Abbas speaking just a month and a half ago. And he says, the prime Zionist goal is emptying this land of its Christians and Muslims. They don't want anyone here other than themselves. He ends with, we will remain in this land forever. The attackers, the Jews, have no place in Jerusalem, no place here. But here the idea is, again, Israel, the Zionists are attacking and trying to make life miserable. There's a constant message from Palestinian leadership on down. And of course, Israel is like the Nazis here from during the Netanyahu period, this says here, Adolf Netanyahu. And just a month ago, uh, Israel's carrying out Hitler-esque Holocaust anew. This is the official daily. Everything here is official PA and Fatah that you're seeing. This is not Hamas. Jibril Rajub, the same thing. Israel is the model of Nazi fascist thinking. So Palestinians are victims of Israeli. Number three, Palestinian holy sites are victim of Israel. Now here's a, a, an incredible example of how terror immediately followed this message. This, is, this video is from May 10th, I'm sorry, May 9th of last year, just literally two days before Hamas started firing rockets in defense of Jerusalem, they said, in defense of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And here you have a senior Palestinian official on television saying we must defend the Al-Aqsa Mosque, they are planning to destroy it. 
and build the alleged, alleged temple, it's a religious and a national obligation. So he's saying it's a, a national obligation to defend Israel planning to destroy the mosque. Look how they teach us to their kids. This is a Palestinian school book. A tractor is digging under the mosque and the children are told to look at the cartoon and write a paragraph about the message the illustrator wanted to convey. So Israel is threatening Islam in this holy site. Number four, Palestinians are victims of Israel's existence. This is a very important one. The Palestinians <clears throat> tell the international community that they recognize Israel's existence, uh, just want Judea and Samaria, what they call West Bank, Gaza Strip, Jerusalem. To their own people, they are victims of Israel's existence. I want to show you two short videos about this, just to show you how clear they make this. This is the Palestinian Authority Prime Minister speaking just two months ago on Palestinian TV. ومشروعنا لتحرير الأرض والإنسان ونحن متجذرون هنا هزمنا الهكسوس والرومان واليونان والفرس والتتار والفراعنة وكل الغزاة الذين عبروا على فلسطين هزمناهم وباسم الشهداء سوف نهزم هذا الاحتلال they are victims of Israel. Israel is the hated occupation. Of course, this is an incredible fantasy world that the Palestinians create for their people. They defeated the Greeks and the Romans and the Persians. Uh, no, no connection to reality, but the point is, this is the message. We have been fighting against everyone, and the Israelis are just like all of them. We will fight and defeat them as well. As he says, this, we will defeat this hated occupation and they will leave our land. So this is coming from the prime minister. I want to show you a children's program, which is again, very explicit. They are victims of Israel. Palestinian coast has been under Israeli occupation since 1948. Again, Israel's existence, by definitions, puts all of them under occupation. All of Israel is under is is an occupation and therefore they're victims. So they are victims of Israel's existence. Now, uh, they also teach this to their children very clearly. This is uh, the Ministry of Education just a few months ago posted this on their, on their, uh, on their Facebook page. It says here, Palestine, the entire land is ours from the sea to the river. No question, this is the message that the Palestinian Authority is teaching to their adults and to their children. Now, <clears throat> the final example of victim that I'm gonna give you is that Islam is the victim of Israel's existence. Uh, we showed you that Israel is said to be destroying Islamic holy sites. Now, Islam itself is a victim just because Israel exists. I want to show you this is from February of this year. We've heard it numerous times. This is a religious figure on Palestinian Authority television. And what does he say? This land, meaning Israel, is walk from the Mediterranean Sea to the Jordan River. The waqf is a gift from Allah. A waqf is holy Islamic land, the holy Islamic trust. A Muslim is not allowed to leave Waqf land in the, in the hands of the infidels, in the hands of any non-Muslim, non Christian, Jew, whatever it is. So by Palestinians already telling their people that Israel is on Waqf land, they're saying that 
literally Islam is a victim of Israel's existence and they have an obligation in the name of Islam to eliminate Israel. So even if a Palestinian wanted to compromise in the name of national Palestinian nationalism, he's not allowed to compromise in the name of Palestinian Islam. That's the message coming through. We are victims all across the border. By the way, that message that Islam is, uh, that Israel exists on Waqf land, it comes directly from the Hamas charter. Palestinian Mufti has said it as well. It is a fundamental message of the PA. So this is something that any future negotiation will have to deal with. It's not just the political leaders, it's also the religious ideology that has to change in the Palestinian Authority. Now, therefore, because, because of all these things, because Palestinians are victims of Jews in Israel, and because they, they have to defend themselves, and because Islam, and because Islam is being threatened, Therefore, killing Israelis and Jews is also said to be legal. And I want to show you a, a recent video we just saw. Palestinians say this all the time, but here I just want to show you how extreme this message is coming from the Palestinian Authority, the incredible justification for fighting and killing Israelis. Here you have an international law professor on television telling Palestinian Authority population, uh, like I say, just a month ago on Palestinian TV. And what is he telling them? That terror is always allowed, he doesn't use the word terror, and Israel is prohibited under international law from stopping terrorists. Listen to how he says this. سكان الأرض المحتلة لا فراضة ولا جماعات حتى وهو في إطار ممارسة Okay, this is what he's saying here and it's unbelievable. It prohibits the occupying power from stopping the occupied people, meaning Palestinians, even while they're carrying out an action against the occupation, even while terrorists are going to kill Israelis, Israel is prohibited from stopping them. This is what he is saying in the name of international law. And this is a constant message of the Palestinian Authority that they have a legal right to fight Israelis and to kill Israelis and that no Palestinian who killed an Israeli uh, is actually wrong. So there we're getting it from the, intellect, from the academic secular. Here we get the same message from a Palestinian, the same Palestinian religious leader. This is the head of the Sharia courts, Mahmoud Abbas's advisor. And he says that the Quran says, kill them. He quotes from the Quran. And he says, who are you supposed to kill? if someone attacks me. Now, again, he's, he's turning Palestinians into victims again. If someone attacks me, my home, my land, my homeland, my property, my honor, my family, my existence, your soul, I'm commanded to fight and allowed to kill him. These are all the different categories of victimhood that we're talking about. They're being attacked, the land, the homeland, their honor, their religion is all being attacked. You have an obligation to fight and even kill them. And then he quotes from the Quran, kill them wherever you find them, literally. So what we're getting here again, in all these categories, they're giving both a religious message in the name of Islam, kill, and also the academic, intellectual, secular message, international law allows us to kill Israelis. Now, finally, Palestinians are taught not just to kill, but also to seek martyrdom. This was on TV the beginning of this month. The terrorist had been killed. His brother spoke, and this is what his brother said to the cameras. يعني هو الحمد لله هو طلبها وناله يعني بكى إنه حاب إنه يستشهد يعني بقول لي تطلعش من مخيم أنا حاب استشهد قلت له أخوي ما تشايف اليهود هم فايتين يقتلوه 
كالعاده انا حاب استشهد يعني I want to die and be a martyr I want to meet the creator why are Palestinians talking like this because it's an incredibly intense message of the Palestinian authority to its people be a martyr be a martyr they're telling them from the time they're children literally on children's programs they're being taught the glory of being a martyr this is what Allah wants from you so and, and why is this so important because a person is you can reward them and honor them after doing a terror attack but if they become if they die then what are they getting so therefore Palestinian authority tells them no that's the highest honor the highest honor is actually to be a martyr so the PA is covering all their bases here go out and kill if you die you're a martyr if you don't die we'll reward you uh, we'll give you money we'll name things after you all of these things are being done by the Palestinian authority now all of this is before the attack after the attacks, the Palestinian Authority justifies honors and rewards because we saw it in theory. I want to show you in practice here. This is a day after this Israeli Yehuda Gweta last year was murdered in a drive-by shooting on Palestinian on Fatah television. Look at what they said. What we saw yesterday is the Palestinian people's natural right to resist. The Palestinian people's natural right. This heroic operation, it's a natural right. So shooting this student, <clears throat> this teenager, while he's in his car is a natural right of Palestinians. This is the message. And talk about motivation. That's the message. It's not a soldier, it's nothing. This is the message of the PA. They also honor the terrorists, uh, great, tremendous honor. So for example, every girl going into the school every day sees the name here of Ayat al-Akhwas, a 17-year-old female suicide bomber. 17-year-old girls in high school are seeing an honor that their school has an honor here in front for a 17-year-old suicide bomber. Here's the front of the university, Salah Khalaf, planned the Munich Olympic massacres. Uh, five schools named after terrorists, Dalal Mugrabi, who led the hijacking of this bus and the murder of these children. So terrorists are said to be Palestinian heroes. On Palestinian TV just a few weeks ago, they had about that same Dalal Mugrabi. What did they call her? The legend that never dies, Dalal Mugrabi. So she killed 37 people, 12 of them children. So she's a legend that never dies. This is Palestinian Authority telling about the people. Finally, terrorists are rewarded. I'm sure you've seen Palestinian Media Watch reports on this. Uh, the Palestinian Authority pays monthly salaries to terrorists in prison. Uh, this is just a, a month ago, Mahmoud Abbas in the official newspaper were dedicating all attention to the topic of the prisoners. Even if we're left with one penny, we'll pay it to those heroes as they are the people's most important cause. So even until today, the Palestinian Authority is paying incredible salaries. No, so the final message of the victimhood, is, which is why I say the Palestinian Authority is a terror organization. Palestinians teach their people that they are multiple victims, victims of Jews, victims of Israel. Their holy sites are victims of Israel. The victims of Israel's existence, Islam's a victim. Therefore, a Palestinian, a good Palestinian is gonna feel, I want to protect my people. I wanna help my people. I don't want everybody to suffer. And it's a matter of self-defense. I'm gonna fight and kill Israelis. This is the message. So therefore, by definition, by motivating people in the name of all of these ideologies, as we saw in the original definition, by creating this motivation <coughs> and rewarding them for terror, the Palestinian Authority definitely is a terror organization. Now, I wanna quickly run through the, the, the second part of this, the effect of, of not defining the Palestinian Authority as a terror organization. Now. When did Israel first see the PA as a terror organization? Look how far back, 1996. Netanyahu and Israel decided to open up the tunnels that led underneath the Western Wall, the Western Wall tunnels. Uh, Yasser Arafat went on TV. He spoke to a policeman on TV at a, at a gathering of police officers. 
And he said the following, they fight in the cause of Allah, kill and are killed. Our Palestinian people will not sit by idly. Our blood is insignificant for the goal which we've joined together. Literally calls for violence. What happens? The next day, the PA goes out on its first terror wave. This is 1996. Three days of fighting with the Palestinian Authority police officers under Yasser Arafat. 17 Israelis are killed, approximately 80 Palestinians. What did Israel do to Arafat? Did they define the PA then as a terror organization? No, tragically, it was ignored. In fact, Arafat saw that it was ignored, and two months later, he went on television, and look what he said. He said, all the options are open. I think that after the tunnel problem, meaning what they did, our people gave its answer. I say to Netanyahu that our people, when it rises up, it is difficult for any force in the world to stop it. Arafat saw the tunnel as a precedent. I attacked, Israelis were killed, my people were killed, but look, nothing happened. I'm still here and I'm gonna continue. This is gonna be my modus operandi. That's what Yasser Arafat said. And you know what? That's exactly what he did. Comes along a few, a few years later, he decides he wants a terror wave and he literally launches the terror campaign that goes for five years, that goes for five years and about 1200 Israelis are murdered. The writing was on the wall. We already knew he was a terrorist. We saw the PA was a terror organization and we ignored it. I'm not even talking about all the suicide bombings that were ignored and everything else, but here we have a specific, specific case, Yasser Arafat launching a terror wave as a terror organization. Just um, a week before they launched the Intifada, Arafat launched it. He had a meeting where he told people that his goal was to motivate Palestinians to participate in defense of Jerusalem. He said the battle will be long. Uh, once the battle is begun, it will be long. Literally, he said that he's gonna use Sharon's visit to the Temple Mount to start a, a long battle. Uh, and he said, he's going to motivate them. That's the idea. And that's what makes the Palestinian Authority. Now, I say the PA is the most successful terror organization in history. Um, Palestinians were never a people. They did terror long enough. And what happens? Israel signs the Oslo Accords, which recognizes the Palestinian people. They had never been a people, never had a president, never had a nation. They didn't even identify themselves uh, that much as Palestinians until 1965 and the PLO terror organization started. Um, uh, that was one of the successes. I talked about this before. It's still today because of the threat of terror. No Jews are allowed to pray on the Temple Mount. 20, 2022, Jews can't pray on the Temple Mount even though it's been in Israel's hands since 1967. Why? For fear of Palestinian terror. A few years ago, Palestinian terrorists went onto the Temple Mount, shot and murdered Israeli policemen up there. What did Israel do? They put metal detectors. What did the PA do? They called for terror. What did Israel do? Once the terror started, Israel removed the metal detectors. These are fitting the categories that we saw, both the categories of uh, trying to get a result, a specific result to force a government to act because of terror, that's exactly what the Palestinian Authority does here. Uh, they literally force the government to act uh, using terror. Now, one of the great tragedies of terror is the more the Palestinians do terror, the more international support that they have. Now, this seems uh, outrageous. It should be the opposite. But no, they've been so successful in presenting the victimhood message to the international community that world sees Palestinian terror and they say, oh, if they're committing terrorism, it means they're suffering from the occupation. Otherwise they wouldn't commit terror. Terror, Palestinian terror is proof that the Palestinian Authority is victims in the eyes of the international community. That's how successful they have been at sending out this narrative of occupation. 
and that they are just resisting an occupation. Literally, the more terror they do, the more international support the Palestinian Authority has. Finally, the PA literally admits that it fulfills this conditions. It doesn't hide that it's motivating terror. It does all of this openly on TV. It, like we saw, they claim that they are allowed under international law to kill Israelis. Literally, they claim that they openly honor, they openly reward Palestinian terrorists and say this we're allowed to do because they're not terrorists, they're allowed to kill. Uh, they say terror is Allah's will. In other words, the PA claims that Israeli killing Israeli civilians is legal because they're victims, which literally defines them as a terror organization. What did we see in the beginning? If you commit terror against civilians for any of these goals, that makes you a terrorist, and this is a terror organization. The PA openly does it, openly says they are killing with uh, in the name of achieving a goal, and, and even though they do that, the international community uh, has not yet defined it. Now, finally, and this is the last thing before we have questions, I believe it's essential to designate the PA as a terror organization today. Um, and why do I say that? Because what we're seeing is, first of all, because we have made excuses for PA terror since 1996, we have literally lost 2,000 people have been murdered and tens of thousands have been injured. So many lives have been ruined. The PA has never, ever changed its messaging. It is continuing its messaging. As you saw so many new things I showed you just within the last few days, terror is legal, terror is legitimate, terror will continue. Israel has no right to exist. Uh, we are still victims of Israel. Israel is killing us. All of this is continuing today. They are continuing to motivate terror. Uh, and the international community is accepting it. The international community says, oh yes, what do you expect? They're victims of an occupation. Now, the way Israel, now if Israel just says we're designating the PA and PLO as a terror organization, the world's gonna jump on them. Look what happened when they designated the, the, the NGOs. It has to be done wisely. And, and I think the way to do it wisely is the following, and then I'll explain why. Israel has to announce that they're giving the PA one month to take four steps. Uh, otherwise, Israel will designate them a terror organization. Now, what are those steps? Is the PA has to stop paying salaries to terrorists in jail. They have to stop paying monthly stipends to families of suicide bombers and other dead terrorists. They have to stop all government-sponsored terror motivation programs. And they have to start processes of renaming all the schools, squares, and streets currently named after terrorists. Now, why have I picked these four categories? I picked these because the entire Western world recognizes these categories as all promoting terror. The United States has a Taylor Force Act, which literally says paying salaries to terrorists incentivize terror. Israel has a similar one. Uh, most two other countries, Norway, um, uh, the, the Netherlands and Australia stopped giving the PA any money because they give salaries to terrorists. Um, so uh, other countries stopped giving money. The EU, for example, Britain, all stopped giving money to the Palestinian Authority general budget. The entire international community is begging the PA to stop paying salaries to terrorists, demanding they stop, and they don't. So we're picking something here that the international community is on Israel's side. The same is true with government-sponsored terror motivation programs. All of this promotion of terror, uh, unfortunately, in the international community, sometimes they call it the Palestinian narrative. It is terror promotion. Uh, Israel can literally demand this. And finally, uh, they have to start the process of renaming schools, squares, streets named after terrorists. Here as well, uh, we have had numerous examples when PMW, Palestinian Media Watch, has exposed schools, squares, uh, community centers named after terrorists. Uh, numerous countries 
have taken their money back and canceled deals, including countries like Belgium, which supports the PA, it stopped funding Palestinian schools after we showed they were naming schools with their money after terrorists. Um, Norway and Denmark both asked for their money back from the PA after named the community center after terrorists. Uh, Germany broke a deal about, uh, about, uh, about supporting Palestinian uh, football because they named it after terrorists. So the international community rejects this. The international community knows it supports terror. Israel has to tell the PA they have a month to stop all these processes, to start changing the names, tell the international community, you all agree this is terror promotion, tell the international community, don't talk to us, put pressure on the Palestinian Authority. I believe this is the only way that they can declare them a terror organization with the international community support because the international community will understand why we're doing it because they all accept all of these four, uh, four examples that I put here as major impediments to peace and literally terror supporting uh, activity. Okay, that is it and thank you. And let's open up now to questions. All right, thank you so much. Uh I know our program usually runs 30 minutes, but if anyone needs to go and would like to watch our questions, we'll, we'll run about 10 minutes on the questions. So this will be found on YouTube within two to four hours of the live broadcast. All right, so going into it, JL asks, what is the specific benefit to Israel of designating the PA as a terrorist organization? What would the Israelis be able to do that they're not already doing to combat the PA's terrorism and misinformation, regardless of the designation? Well, as at the first of all, the, the important thing is, is how the impact uh, on the international community. The international community has been um, literally making excuses for all of these things that the Palestinian Authority does. They condemn them, but they continue to support them. They condemn them, they continue putting pressure on Israel. What I want to do is have it switch. The pressure has to be on the Palestinian Authority. If the Palestinian Authority is a terror organization, then no one can demand Israel to give in and make any concessions. They can't demand we give any more land. They can't demand we give them any more money. They can't demand anything from us if they're a terror organization. Since these are four categories that the international community accepts, what we could say to the international community and should say is have the Palestinians stop paying salaries to terrorists and then we'll be happy to come to the table with them and talk, but we can't come to the table with them. So not, it won't have that much, it will have, it will certainly have an effect also internally, but beyond internally, internationally, it will change the, it will, I would say beyond that. I think the international community has decided that since Israel doesn't care so much about all these terrible things, why should we care about them? If we show them that we really care about it, then they will have to put pressure on the Palestinian Authority. Thank you. From David Levine, can you envision any strategy which would counterbalance the overwhelming propaganda the Palestinians are fed from birth, which could possibly alter the mind of a Palestinian? Would revealing the scandalous theft of international aid by their leaders be a first step? The Unfortunately, the Palestinian population knows that their leaders are stealing money um, and has not been willing to do anything about it. Uh, I say do anything about it. Right now, the Palestinian Authority, the, the population actually is fed up with, the, with their own government. 80% of the population says that the PA is corrupt and is demanding elections for a number of years already, uh, but the PA doesn't have, uh, doesn't have the elections. Uh, under Yasser Arafat, when it was exposed how much money he was stealing, uh, and we saw that the Palestinian population wasn't responding. We spoke to Palestinians about this and they said, 
in the Arab world, it was so accepted that the leaders were stealing money from the population. That wasn't the issue that concerned the people so much. It was expected. What they wanted to see was progress on the ground vis-a-vis -vis Israel, vis-a-vis -vis other issues, possibly vis-a-vis -vis, uh, their own personal situation or their national situation. So that the idea of them stealing uh, money is something that is so expected, I think, uh, that they don't care about it. What could make a difference, and I, I, I want to point out, in, in the last year or more, two years, uh, Palestinian Media Watch started working with Palestinians who are sick of the Palestinian Authority hate promotion. Uh, we're working with a number of Palestinians, some of whom, one of whom, has actually met with me together with foreign <clears throat> members of parliament who were visiting in Israel. Uh, and the members of parliament were, were absolutely blown away by his message. Uh, I made my presentation and he spoke about his personal upbringing and that he was brought up in all this hatred uh, and that his story is amazing, but I won't go into it. But the point is, is now I realized I was brought up on lies and the PA is bringing up a whole population. We can never have peace. What we are trying to do is create some kind of a platform for these Palestinians who are sick of their leadership's hate promotion, terror promotion, martyrdom promotion. Um, we're doing it quietly. We're going to do it with these, with these Palestinians. We're going to create a, a platform that's going to be in Arabic and in English. It's not going to say Palestinian media on it, um, but we are going to be behind it. And we're hoping to create a platform where these Palestinians can appear with their faces hidden uh, and have their statements. And we think it can, we only believe the change will come from the bottom up. If the, the entire leadership is corrupt, it'll have to come from the bottom up. It's not going to come from the top down. It's a fantastic point. Uh, Jerry Ribnick asks, what happens the day after Israel declares the PA a terrorist organization? Does the PA survive? And if not, what happens to the territories? Okay, so the, the Palestinian Authority uh, will continue. I don't think it's going to um, make that much of a difference in, in practice in Israel. The same way that Israel declaring the other, the six NGOs terror organizations uh, didn't really make that much difference. They're all continuing to, to function. Um, I think the message uh, is going to be important. I think there'll be certain, certain areas where Israel will behave differently with the Palestinian Authority. For example, the VIP passes that the Palestinian Authority leadership has, which enables them to travel all around Israel and travel through Israel to go to Jordan and travel through Israel to go to Gaza if they want to or backwards. Uh, I think the loss of those passes is going to hurt them. Uh, I think the Palestinian Authority will suffer in a number of different ways. Um, Israel can choose one way or the other to uh, how to deal with all the economic agreements, I'm not sure. But the, the, even the threat, even the announcement, I mean, for example, I talked about one month. If Israel says we're giving you six months to do this, that'll be six months of international pressure on the Palestinian Authority to stop paying salaries to terrorists. Uh, so that's another way of doing it. So that the, the, the deadline is delayed, but the, the international message is delayed. The message is the PA is the problem. The PA is a terrorist supporter. The problem is not Israel. Let's focus on changing the PA before Israel turns them into terror organization. So it could be the answer is not one month, but making it six months. And then we could have a change in during that period in the international perspective on the problem. And the follow-up to that, Jack Wasserman asks, what would be the consequences if after one month or six months, if the PA does not comply with any of the four Israeli expectations? Okay, so then Israel is going to have to uh, clearly um, come up with some kind of a pragmatic uh, way to have the Palestinians run themselves. Um, could be 
internationally arranged new elections, the Palestinian Authority will probably continue to function. No one is going to come in and take the Palestinian Authority apart. Israel's not going to go and take them apart. Israel will be taking away certain rights that they have, like I said. Uh, Israel has, but the key here is that if the Palestinian Authority continues to teach terror as it's doing, this is going to go on for the next. I mean, the Oslo Accords were 1993. Look how many years have gone. The, the terror promotion is even worse. We've already lost more than 2,000 people. Uh, we're going to lose another 2,000 people, God forbid. Um, by the way, one of the things that the terror promotion <clears throat> is encouraging is support for Hamas. You know, had there been elections just now on May 23rd that were scheduled, um, Abbas canceled them a month before, on April, the end of April, because he knew he was going to lose. Hamas was going to win so that we would have a regular designated terror organization running the Palestinian Authority, <clears throat> both in the West Bank and in Gaza. And instead of having 4,300 missiles coming from Gaza, the next war, we'd have another 10,000 missiles coming from the West Bank. That's how close we were to having the West Bank ruled by Hamas. Uh, and that's why it's critical to go on the offensive against the terror promotion by the Palestinian Authority. One of the reasons people support Hamas is because the PA has been doing the propaganda for them. All of these hate messages are the Hamas hate messages. All of these terror messages are the Hamas. And people say, well, if, if Hamas is, is, is the better organization, they're doing it, the PA and Hamas, they're both saying the same thing. I might as well vote for the more authentic one, which is the Hamas. Uh, we are inevitably, elections down the line, we are inevitably gonna have a Hamas there. The better to stop it before it happens, better to go ahead now and declare the PA a terror organization, not recognize their elections, and deal with the technicalities of how we interact with them, uh, which is much better than having a Hamas ruling the West Bank and having all those missiles hitting Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Thank you so much. Before we go, can you tell our viewers where to find some more of your work? Okay, so we have a website, palwatch.org. Um, go there, it's P-A-L-W-A-T-C-H dot O-R-G. Um, if you want a copy of this presentation that I gave you tonight, I will send it to you. Aside from the video, which I know is going to be available, if you would like the actual PowerPoints that you can use parts of it or, or review it again, uh, uh, be happy. Just write to us, go to our website. Uh, you can contact us on the website and you will have it. Or you can write to me, itamar at palwatch.org, and I will send you a copy of this presentation. Thank you so much. We've come to the close of our webinar. Thank you again, Mr. Marcus, for joining us today. You're very welcome, and thank you all for coming. Of course. For our viewers, please join us Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern for an update with Ashley Perry. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful day.